This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. This is Sylvester McCoy. Uh, you're listening to Who Made Who, and uh, Me Made Me. And uh, my mother and father did the same. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Who Made Who, Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight, and we are back to talk more Doctor Who Series 12. It's episode 5, Fugitive of the Jadoon. And I do believe, Ben, last week I I said, this, this is going to have to be good. Yeah. And uh, it was good. It, it, it a lot going on here. Yeah, That's we uh episode. I mean not to I guess we're putting the the cart before the horse here but this is I I was I think I told you uh afterwards like very shortly after the episode aired for me in the United States that I thought this was uh without reservation the best of the Jodie Whittaker episodes thus far without uh, question. I don't think it I don't even think there's much of a comparison. She hasn't had many obviously but uh, she has had, there's a whole season and a special tucked under her belt. And, uh, this is the fifth episode of this season. And yeah, by far, I think this is the best thing that they've done. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's talk about what happened. Uh, the Jadoon, you remember those guys from David Tennant's run? Uh, they are back doing what the Jadoon do. They are searching for a fugitive and the doctor intervenes to question Lee and Ruth Clayton. Uh, people who seem most suspicious about all of this. Uh, meanwhile, while the doctor's trying to do all of this, uh, one by one, Graham, Ryan, and Yaz are all kind of picked off uh, from the doctor's party and are transported aboard a spaceship that is piloted by a returning Captain Jack Harkness, which I think was Say kept what? under. I think that was kept under wraps somewhat. It was. Uh, cause holy shit, uh, literally, uh, and let me tell you something, uh, Ben, in my house, Jack Harkness equals eyeballs. 
because me and Jen were freaking out over this because we're like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. And then the kids are like, what are you freaking out about? And we're like, Jack Harkness is back. And they're like, oh, my God. And they sat and watched the episode. They have not watched any of Jodie Whittaker's stuff, but they sat and watched for some good old uh, David Tennant era Doctor Who nostalgia. And uh, that brought them in mm-hmm. and kept them in. So uh, Lee Clayton, he surrenders himself, but is killed by, is it Gat or Got? I don't remember. I think it's mm. Gat. G-A-G-A-T. Uh, yeah, Gat. Um, this is the person who has contracted the Jadoon. Uh, the Doctor and Ruth escape to a church, but are surrounded by the Jadoon, ultimately. Ruth subdues them uh, with uncontrollable instinct. Rips off one of their horns, in fact. Uh, in fact. And the Doctor's like, who the hell are you? Uh, she receives a text from Lee that triggers Ruth's memories that lead them to a lighthouse. Unable to teleport the doctor, Harkness gives the companions a message from the future and is forced to teleport away. The companions returned to Gloucester. I got it right. Good work. We've had Uh, some off-air training on this, boys and girls. Yes. Uh, The doctor investigates outside. Ruth finds an alarm box, breaks it, and is engulfed in energy. The doctor discovers the TARDIS buried uh, just outside this lighthouse, and Ruth comes back in time to introduce herself as the doctor. What? In a different TARDIS, the doctor and Ruth discover that neither one of them uh, remember the other, which doesn't make any sense. Surely one of them would remember the other. Uh, But none of them do. Uh, also, uh, it's come out that Ruth once worked for Gat and had hidden, uh, and, uh, also had hidden from her using, uh, the chameleon arc and the TARDIS is brought aboard the Jadoon ship. Gat was ordered to bring Ruth back to Gallifrey. The doctor shows Gat a vision of a destroyed Gallifrey, uh, who shoots at Ruth, but the gun backfires. And then Ruth returns the doctor back to Gloucester. And of course, uh, her companions give her the, the warning from captain Jack Harkness. Uh, what has it been? Is is it, uh, like beware the lone Cyberman? I believe it is. Beware the lone Cyberman. Uh, Um, they're like, what's a Cyberman? And then she's like, oh, they're terrible. They're worse than the Daleks. And like, we haven't even met Daleks. There's what? Don't give him what he wants. The bugger. Yes. Uh, What what did you think of... It might be Danny Pink. God, I hope not. Can you imagine? (laughs) Just to fuck with you, Ben. Uh, What did you make of this episode? Well, they obviously heard us. Uh... Yeah, they must have. (laughs) Um, I enjoyed the shit out of this episode. Me too. um, I I did spot quite a few of the Gallifrey markings and other sort of nods a bit early on that gave a hint that um, there was a a memory block coming up the assumption being for the British audience that's seeing Neil Stuke and is playing Lee Clayton the kind of go-to was like oh he's going to be a time lord interesting yeah um, but um, it turned out it was Ruth Clayton who would have assumed it would have been not only a woman but a black woman um, terrifying so so much of the internet um, immediately simultaneously spontaneously combusted um <laughs> So Lee yeah. was her companion. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. You think you think this shit got preachy beforehand? <laughs> oh man! Um, 
This is it's season six B. The oft written about surely must be this. If you don't know this theory, very brief version, um, might as well have it. So when Patrick Troughton, uh, Doctor Number Two, uh, is um, eventually killed off, it's in uh, uh, it's in the, the War Games in uh, it was nineteen sixty nine, I think, maybe nineteen seventy, something like that. Yeah. Um, and we don't. We kind of see him regenerate, but we kind of don't. The time has come that he he needs to have a new face, is what is suggested. Ah, yes, yes. And the point is, uh, if you follow the six B, they made him um, dizzy. Theory, they did make him dizzy. They did exactly that. The idea is that, and if you go back on by me to watch it, the Gallifreyans use him as um, effectively as a, a, a an agent um, to go around and do their dirty work for them. Mm. Um, and this is perhaps borne out by the start of um, Doctor Number Three, uh, John Pertwee, who um, is exiled on Earth. It's probably one of the most tedious periods in Doctor Who history, mm. um, because until, uh, in fact, until the first multi-Doctor episode, nothing really interesting happens. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're missing this whole chunk out of the Doctor's life. And what we do know about the the Time Lords is that if you throw into the mix a time war of some sort a um a, a, another renegade time lord which of course we encountered in uh, the war games and you know a need for the doctor to do some uh, some shady shit you are going to end up with the um, everyone's favorite gallifreyans doing some odd things in the name of you know keeping the the, the universe together so what I'm worried about, and here's the sort of word, of course. I mean, there's all sorts of other nods to it, by the way. So, um, the reference to the time scoop um, is a throwback to something that we know from, uh, I think, for the first time from um, Pertwee's era and um, Doctor Number Three, and so on as well. Mm. So, there's there's lots of things that give us a really big nudge towards this is season six B um, or series six B, as we would probably have to accurately call it. Yeah. Um, the Problem I have with all of this is that much as we used to be, you know, double moffatted, mm. I've started to become concerned that we're not in the most um, truthful of hands with Chibnall, because as we said during some of last uh, series of um, of Jodie Whittaker's uh, time, and and certainly the first few episodes of this one, especially the first double episode, is that he's really good at setting us up for something huge and then just. Either letting it fizzle, yeah, or just taking it off us completely. I, I'm, I'm obsessed with the idea that this is six B happening because it opens up so many different opportunities. And before everyone kind of bitches about canon, um, the thing with Doctor Who is that there is so much off canon that there's never been an official canon to Doctor Who. No, Um, not really. Yeah, the show is so wild in its timeline and its treatment of time. And to be fair, when they do these days, because sci-fi and television have changed, when they do try and pick up something that they know is one of the frayed, chaotic bits of, you know, the, the fragmented canon, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Big Finish or whether it's the TV shows, um, they tend to try and nudge it into a, a best fit for... Yeah what is becoming established canon so I don't really have any difficulty with the idea of this because people go oh well what about the gen- regenerations and yeah it does throw um, 
a certain part of Smith's uh, time into a wibbly wobbly vortex of confusion. Um, yes, but he didn't know that. And the whole point of uh, of the the little um, I forget what they call the little sort of mind storage type things that they've used, um, yes. which is a device we've seen before. Yeah, but the whole point of that is it's completely gone from the Doctor's memory. So I have no problem with that either. The question is then, well, how come number 13 doesn't now remember being reawoken as um, number, I guess, 2B? Um, or, well, we don't even know it's 2B. It could be rather more than that for all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, the obvious alternative is this isn't season 6B, and that's, you know, that's a gentle ribbing by Chibnall. And this is some alternate universe thing. Of course, that's yes. been um, riffed upon lately as well. Yeah. And I, I don't really care which it is. If you can create a show, an episode against the backdrop of, let's be honest, not the greatest who we've seen in modern times, mm-hmm. um, and you can suddenly grab so many of the old strands, and even, I mean, even Captain Jack feels like an old strand somehow, because mm-hmm. um, it's been a long time. What nine, nine years? I think since we've seen Jack on television. Yep. Um, which is a you know that should have been the headline of this episode and it wasn't no um and to see you know to see all of the the old nudges um pulled together into a storyline that seems to make sense um and to have such a i mean joe martin's performance as ruth clayton or as the doctor i guess yes um I enjoyed the confidence of it. It mm-hmm. wasn't played for Panto. It wasn't played in the way that Jodie Whittaker even plays some lines now. Mm-hmm. It was there are you know, there are a few lines like that, sure. But the majority of it feels like um feels like she means it. As as far as she's concerned, she's the doctor. This is you know <laughs> I don't know who this crazy woman in the uh is, but I'm the doctor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Um I suspect going back and giving it watch number three, which is what my next one would be. Um, I suspect I'll start to pick up all sorts of problems with um, our little Gallifrey and bounty hunter and so on. And, and all of that sort of stuff is going to be a problem because there are bits in that, that uh, I've got a feeling don't really make much sense. Yeah. Um, and it's such a shame. I talked to the other week about the, the sadness of pissing away decent guest stars. Yeah. Um, it's a shame at the moment we're unlikely to see Neil Stute back, but I guess we might see him in some other episode. We're certainly going to see a whole new strand of um, Big Finish audio books featuring um, Joe Martin, aren't we? Mm. That much is absolutely nailed on already. Um, so I'm guessing he'll be in those. But I I enjoyed this, and I, I'm impressed that it didn't cause the sort of... I mean, it's, you know, yeah, there was some meltdown amongst the usual suspects, uh, you know, oh, it's another woman. Oh, it's a black woman. Blah. blah. I am impressed that that noise isn't louder. Um, yeah. Because you know, over here we've got a certain arm of the press that that will publish. You know, they'll forget the fact that it's a TV show, and will publish the most extraordinary shite. Um, but you know, the Mail, the Telegraph, the Express—they all wrote grumble pieces, but none of them wrote anything as as vitriolic and vile as they did when J.D. Whittaker took the job. And that kind of makes the point, I think. Yeah. That, you know, well, once we've broken the back of this idea, um, 
you know, you, you start to sound pathetic if you just carry on bitching about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. Jack's looking a bit old, which is a bit sad, uh, sad for him, but um, he is beginning his transition into being the face of Bo, I think, is yes. probably what we're starting to see here, Slow isn't it? Slow sure, yes. Yeah, um, and I think that's deliberate, incidentally. Um, I'd like to know whose uh, ship he stole, because I think that may be relevant to the bigger story arc here as well. Mm-hmm. But the thing I'm refusing to do is get excited about a big story arc. We already know, unless they're about to double moff at us, um, this episode, they teased, they made it look like a mundane Jadoon episode, the most forgettable of the, although, you know, not not awful, but just forgettable of the the, the who. Um, aliens. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I watched the trailer and thought, eh, whatever. And obviously, <laughs> that was to bury the double lead that was in this episode. The next episode looks like some traditional Who fodder, and yes. I wonder whether it just is, or whether they are teasing us again with, a, oh yeah, next week. Oh, I don't know, some stuff will happen. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then they're going to hit us with something big. We know that we haven't seen the start of the big story arc um, in terms of the Lone Cyberman yet that's got to start sometime soon because we're on episode five of this season mm-hmm. um and the only thing i will say is if the lone cyberman turns out to be danny pink um oh, man. i'm uh, yeah I'm, quit I'm, I'm, yeah ben quits I, doctor who I, yeah i will take everything that you know they've thrown in terms of jd whitaker in terms of uh, joe martin in terms of all the guest stars they pissed away i will take all of that mm-hmm. as long as they don't bring him back yeah well you never know. <laughs> hopefully it's not. Hopefully hopefully we're jinxing it by even suggesting it's a possibility, but uh, <laughs> I love this episode. Uh, unlike you, Ben, I have a weird fondness for the Jadoon. Maybe it's because they're space rhinos. Maybe it's their language. <laughs> Maybe it's both. Uh, in space, they just call them rhinos. Yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, I, somebody did in this episode call them space rhinos. I believe at least yeah. at least once, but perhaps more than once. Uh, that whole species, I think, is just amazeballs to me. I think they're hilarious, uh, and that they're just they police. make no sense. They make no sense, uh, and they're police officers uh, essentially. Well, they're they're kind well, they're of not contract. even police. They're like Geo Amy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're essentially contract. Uh, secret police, sort of. Uh, John... But they respect paperwork, which is it's nice to see, isn't it? That's true, yes. Uh, they're not they're not above the law themselves. Uh, John Barrowman, he just lit up the screen in this episode, I thought. He just slid right back into this character, mm. and uh, I just thought he was awesome. For what we didn't get a bunch... Uh, I presume that this is not some sort of weird one-off that we'll see him again before the series is over with, but... Before the end of the series, but not in the next couple of episodes, I would say. Yeah. Uh, But holy crap, was he great. And, of course, thinking that Graham was the doctor at first and giving him a kiss. uh, Called him sexy, (laughs) I think, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he wasn't, and he's like, no, no, doctor's a girl now. Uh, he was very caught off guard by that. And then, of course, I think he presumed Yaz was uh, the doctor for a moment. And then he's, they're like, no. And he's like, how many of you are there? Uh, <laughs> uh, there used to be there used to be less companions. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought he was excellent. I really like Jodie Whittaker in this episode. 
Uh, yeah, that's was, a good point. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. Uh, her 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 thing, which turned out to not be as big of a thing as I thought it was going to be. I thought she was going to spend this whole episode trying to find ways, uh, like to rhyme Jadoon with something. Uh, <laughs> she only she only did it twice with uh, a platoon of Jadoon by the moon, and then she tried it again a second time when they were on land and went with lagoon, which I don't think there was a lagoon near them, but it's a reservoir. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gosh, a... she tried, she stretched, uh, yeah. but there weren't, I, I was later hoping to see a Jadoon perhaps holding balloons, but it was not to be in this episode. <laughs> uh, I, but I, I thought the, she... I like the mental image of that. Yeah, I just yeah, I would I would just like an animated image of this, like a painting perhaps that I could hang on my wall. Uh, Go on, podcast fans, get on it. Somebody, somebody, do that. I'm sure there's a lot of talented people out there. Uh, I just yeah, I thought she was great in this episode. the The twist of another doctor that we don't know anything about was great, but uh, to I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like a alternate universe doctor. And they're doing mm. something like that. And as long as it's good, I don't care. Uh, but to perhaps maybe tie in to your theory, uh, she was kind of appalled by Jodie mm. Whittaker's doctor using a sonic screwdriver. She's like, what What are you doing? What are like, you? Well, that's the perfect timing. Yeah. They did not have sonic screwdrivers that early. And the doctor who run that, did that, did that show up during Pertree's run run or did that it not did. show up until Baker? No, uh, Pertree's the first one, I think, who um, one. uses one in a creative way. Yeah. And honestly, we don't we do see the transition between the first Doctor and the second Doctor, but as you noted, we don't see the transition between the second Doctor and the third Doctor. No. Nope. Uh, the second Doctor's spinning around in blackness getting dizzy. And oh, actually, hang on. I just, sorry, just sorry to interrupt you. So you, I think we can rule out parallel universe, Doctor. Okay. Um, because we've now got, yeah, officialness from um, Boss's Chops Chibnall that mm-hmm. Joe Martin's Time Lord is definitely a previous unseen incarnation of the Doctor. Is not a parallel universe version at all. Okay. Well, I mean. I think that kind of has to, that's the only gap I can think of is we don't see Troughton turn into Pertwee. We just see Mm -hmm. Troughton get dizzy. And like, if you, if you watch chronologically, like what happened to his doctor and then what happens in the next episode, it's just the TARDIS materializing. And then, uh, the third doctor stumbles out of it. Uh, and stays pretty much where he is for quite a long time. Yeah. So, uh, and fully formed. He's like completely changed already. And also yeah. the, everything is in color, which is uh, a difference, but uh, <laughs> they are over the rainbow by that episode. Yeah. We, we don't get to see, uh, we don't really get to see the transformation. So that would be a spot that you could fit something in there. Mm. Uh, and th- there is a whole, I mean, it's referenced elsewhere in, uh, in who there, there is, some of it deliberate, some of it very just gentle nods to the fact that, you know, they know the fans have this theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wouldn't be at all surprised if Chibnall just thought, well, why not? Sure. And Big Finish, I'm sure, desperately rubbing their hands in glee. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, we can do so much with this now. 
a whole but new I series. Paul is gonna off Joe Martin because he's like, this this is my hood. Yes, uh, get the hell out of here. Yes, um, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I think I'm. I'm in your court on this one. I think it's looking like that's what it could be. Because what else could it be? Uh, <laughs> nothing else really makes sense. Uh, mm. Jody Whitaker's doctor would remember all of her past incarnations, unless it was this weird void in between uh, doctors. And of course, it's way back in her past. So. Well, ah, well, here's the thing. Sorry, yes, I, I didn't finish that thought earlier on about the because obviously now um, mind has been reconnected with body in terms of Ruth Clayton. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, ah, well, from that moment on, surely thirteen would remember. And the answer is no, possibly not, because what have we seen a lot of this season that we just, I mean, we'd seen before from Doctor, but hadn't really seen used vigorously. Um, mind wipes. Yeah, we have seen Which have been wipes. conspicuous during this season. Yeah. So, um, you know, a bit of selective Gallifrey and tinkering. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when Matt, Smith, when Matt Smith and David Tennant's doctors met, they didn't seem to... Matt Smith didn't seem to recognize David Tennant right away either. Mm, true. So... You know, sometimes the doctor isn't always truthful either, so mm. maybe there's something else going on there. But Jody's Jody's doctor does not hit me as the type of doctor who would. She seems pretty forthright, so yeah. if she doesn't remember, she's being honest. But we don't know anything about this other doctor. She could be telling the truth. She might be lying. So uh, who knows? But. Uh, Who knows? <laughs> that was not on purpose, but I'm just going to take credit for it like it was on purpose now. Take the win, man. Take the win. I will take that W. Uh, so <laughs> any other thoughts on uh, episode five? And if not, what would you give it? Um, no thing really other than you've made us a promise for the second time this season. You better damn well keep to it now. Mm-hmm. Um, damn you, Chibnall. Uh, what would I give it? Um, we don't want to get double Chibnalled. Uh, no, well, mm, and we've we've seen precedent. Uh, this chip. was this was damn solid, and yes. nothing was overplayed. I actually no, solid. This is worth a four and a half from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't see much of what it could have done to make this better with the content it was going to put in there. Um, I yeah, it it had all the things. Yep, except I, the point five of a thing, which it didn't have. But I don't know what it is. Yeah, I agree. the uh, the The missing half for me is usually uh, intangibles and whatnot. So, uh, some of it is we'll see. Some of it is reserved for we'll see how it connects and plays plays out going on. But I give this a four and a half as well. Uh, just a great episode, and yeah. <sighs> feel a little relief. Actually, yeah. I was kind of worried with this show. Is like, are we just going to watch a bunch of threes and every now and again we'll get a three and a half? Or uh, I was getting a little I'm not concerned. sure it would survive beyond season 12. If that's with, all it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I think especially with the BBC and the state that it's currently in uh, and the fact they're looking to save money all over the place, I think we could... We, I, I still don't think we're out of the woods. I do think this could still happen, but I think... 
Um, who took a big chance at a really dangerous time to take that chance and I think mm-hmm. that if we see a drop in standard from um, episode 5 till the end of the season I think they are still in jeopardy when it comes to a, um, a renewal of another series. I know that there has been a renewal of this contract for J.D. Whittaker yep. uh, but the BBC retains the right to cancel them so don't yes. get too excited. Yeah. Uh Okay, so uh, that's the episode for this week. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Who Made Who. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about more Doctor Who Series 12. It's episode 6, and it's called Praxius. Praxius.